0: Welcome to Campus Tales, a podcast series brought to you by the ISB admissions team. Get ready to immerse yourself in the captivating world of the Indian School of Business through the voices of our current PGP students. Campus Tales is the podcast series to gain insights into life at ISB, where dreams turn into realities and futures are shaped. Discover a treasure trove of inspiring stories, unique experiences and valuable advice from our diverse student body.
1: In today's episode, we have a guest. And I was the person who sat on
0: back benches and read novels. So obviously, I made a fool of myself. Oh, I said something and now it is in your brain. Why is your voice valuable? Why should we listen to you?
1: That's Swati Digutia for you, who has an undergrad degree in biotechnology, but then has a work experience in the development sector, who is an ex-teacher, a reading and writing enthusiast, a budding researcher, and now a current student in the PGP class of 2024.
0: Well, thank you, Amit. Uh, Glad I'm here. Interesting or not, uh, I found myself in a very interesting cohort and a nice place. I'm Swati Tevadya. I was teaching high school English literature before this, and the last one year, eight months, I had some uh, experience assisting on a research. And uh, that's about it. I've been reading and writing pretty much all my life. And uh, I started out the um, college journey with um, a biotechnology degree and very soon found out that I want to be in the classroom. And so post a B.Ed., I was teaching biology and English to middle school in a private school in a Tier 3 city. That was fun. Even during B.Ed., I had volunteered to teach in government schools. And uh, after that came a Cambridge training, which took me to an international school, and I taught there for about two years and a few months. This was my exposure to uh, Cambridge teaching and uh, international baccalaureate teaching, that's IB. Uh, This was fun, but I was soon exploring um, different roles within the education industry, and that took me to volunteering for UNICEF India, this was entirely pro bono work, but those two, three months with that team uh, really gave me a sense of what all is possible in the development space um, in terms of education. Also, um, I got an opportunity to assist on a research project. We were studying rural urban changes in tier three cities. So uh, lo and behold, I was in a village in Uttarakhand and doing lots of backbreaking qualitative research work. This was data collection. Coding, analysis, and finally output uh, as a story. So, all of that uh, sort of defines me. And um, yes, reading and writing uh, is is like the boat in which I sail. Yeah.
1: So, that's a very remarkable uh, transformation, career uh, transformation from biotechnology to BA to teaching in classrooms and then in the development sector. So, what was one uh, moment which you realized that you wanted to be in education? What made you do a BA and then uh, go into teaching? And then into development sector so the kind of work experience that you have after biotech what was the trigger for this
0: Uh, well uh, the real trigger must have been that during biotechnology the only thing i was good at was communication and foreign languages and i was the person who sat on back benches and read novels Uh, but the more sincere one and probably the true one is that i always found myself um, hosting small uh, tuition sessions so to say for Mm -hmm. my peers and and I thought, yeah, maybe I like being near the blackboard. Mm-hmm. It used to be a blackboard back then. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> so um, after volunteering a little bit uh, in Bareilly, I just sat for a beard. You know, when you're young, you make decisions like that. You're not worried about letting go of all biotechnology of three years. And right. You just want to be in the classroom and be able to see that magic that, oh, I said something and now it is in your brain. Right. And that's uh, uh, amazing to watch your students light uh, uh, yeah shine so i found myself in the classroom sure but uh, more than that as i as i grew my idea of education itself started to grow and as any young person in india i was very um, dissatisfied with uh, the education scene um, both as i had faced it and the prospect that the next generation is facing and um, I've been trying to move in that direction and slowly change it in whichever way I can. And hopefully after here, I'll be in a slightly more empowered role and uh, be uh, an enabler of change in whatever small capacity.
1: Right, right. So not many teachers, you know, look at doing an MBA uh, for various reasons. It could be, you know, uh, it's not a traditional career choice for teachers. So as a teacher coming to uh, ISB, what are the unique uh, you know, experiences, what are the unique uh, skill sets that you bring to the cohort and how uh, is that you know also helping you grow in uh, ISB? Oh,
0: well, the first thing uh, that you can do as a teacher um, is uh, empathize with the teachers. So here are professors, world-class professors teaching us, right? And... I know for a fact that for that two-hour lecture that they have prepared, how much of prior work they must have done. Right. You know that's usually about as much, or at least uh, one and a half times more preparation goes to uh, into preparing a class of two hours. So uh, maybe not everybody uh, knows how much work it takes. So that kind of empathy, and of course awe, and that comes not just from being a teacher, but also in the last two years of my research experience. Uh, uh, in my estimate, the the sheer value of knowledge creation has gone up so much that once I found out that this is a research-based business school, I was uh, excited beyond any measure. I thought, wow, like usually new knowledge takes about 15 years to come to textbooks and then to class. But here is a school that's promising Um that in a dynamic industry whatever new dynamic knowledge is being produced we are trying to bring that to you as it is being produced that is a wonderful promise uh, for any learner uh, so that's what i'm able to bring both as a teacher and uh, as a research assistant the the um, recognition of what i'm being served right. at isb right. and uh, that sort of uh, sets me apart a little bit because uh, i can offset all the stress by just the awe
1: Right, yeah, right, right. So uh, talking about stress, a uh, lot of people say the program is very rigorous. You know, uh, uh, people have to work a lot of hours. So th- coming from the background that you did teaching, did you face any extra challenges or did you have to cover up on certain areas compared to your other peers or uh, uh, or are you helping them cover up in some certain areas? How does it work?
0: <laughs> well, um, before coming here, I was a through and through humanities and social sciences girl, right? Mm. So definitely there's an extra mile for me to walk. But that extra mile in terms of finance and mathematics gets offset by the extra mile that my peers have to cover in terms of covering reams and reams of readings, right? We are given a lot of reading here. And my being fluent with academies um, helps in that area. Definitely, there's a lot of peer learning. I'm able to help wherever there is a matter of words, sentences, and uh, paragraphs and i take abundant help uh, when it comes to numbers and symbols and uh, balance sheets so
1: uh, i hear that there's a concept of study group at isb you uh, map to a group of uh, five or six people who you would study together with at least the first two three terms so what is your study group like would you like to share some light on about uh, what diverse experiences you're learning from your study group
0: Study group, I think, is a wonderful concept. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised that we didn't have this uh, back at school. Um, Also, when you think deeply, I couldn't have had it back at school because back at school, there wasn't as much diversity as there is here in Indian School of Business. Our study group is uh, five people, essentially one person from finance, one engineer, and uh, three other people, at least one of them with more than six years of experience and uh, such. Study group helps because... Uh, you have five entirely different minds working on one problem. And that's sort of the promise of ISB, right? That we will open up horizons for you. Like we'll give you more POVs than you have uh, previously imagined in your uh, narrow careers. Study group helps like that. It also helps because it starts pretty much from day one and you have friends from day one. Uh, even if you didn't have time in ISV schedule to go out and socialize, you at least have these four people who um, we call them the OGSG. Right. Uh, they kind of become really close friends. So concept is great. It's working well. And it's definitely making me uh, personally change my style from being an individual contributor to being more of a team player.
1: Right. So it's working out. Great. So now that, you know, uh, coming with the background that you have working, uh, being in ISB, what next? I mean, what do you look forward to after ISB?
0: Yeah, I came here with a mind to enter the education policy space, mm-hmm. uh, education policy implementation and uh, policy creation if that's open for us. But after coming here, I see many more possibilities, frankly. Uh, it seems as though... There is a corporate space um, uh, in the development sector, which is open to MBAs managing areas which they don't have much background in, simply because they are equipped with the tools to analyze large sets of information and help information keepers make good decisions. So that way, uh, I'm also now looking at energy and sustainability areas, uh, which is another big favorite of mine and I'm looking at public policy, uh, larger than just education policy space. So while I came with a mind to go into education policy, now it's expanded a little, again, consistent with the promise of ISB.
1: That's actually a very interesting thought because a lot of the applicants who come to ISB come with predetermined thoughts. I want to go into this sector, I want to go to that sector. But once they come to ISB, the opportunities, the sheer opportunities that they see here, I mean, If they're open, they uh, have a lot of opportunities to choose from once they graduate. Now, uh, there are a lot of listeners on this show who come from unconventional backgrounds and, you know, are looking to apply to ISB. What will be your advice to them in terms of how to go about planning their applications, preparing for the exams and, and so on and so forth?
0: Okay, very detailed answer to this, because incidentally, I was also helping high schoolers uh, apply to college and uh, walking them through uh, the entire labyrinth of college admission, right from picking the right course to the right university and so on. Uh, For ISB, uh, because I applied twice and I did not get through the first time, I want to be very clear, anybody who's trying to apply to ISB, please tell them... uh, Your true story. (laughs) Don't tell them a business jargon-covered story. (laughs) They are not looking for that. And I am proof, and as are many other classmates of mine. So, but that said, then also not listen um, here to uh, evaluate um, just a plain story, right? Don't uh, just narrate what you did in your life, but see what values that a business school Also values uh, is also visible in your story. What I'm saying is, for example, I as an independent contractor was learning how to price my service. I was learning when to ask for the fee. I was learning um, how to tailor my service or how to customize it or how to standardize it. And all these are things um, that will be valuable sooner or later. And that's the kind of things I told ISP. I told them that I'm enterprising, but I didn't just say it. I showed it. Look, I left. Uh, one thing to get into another, and with uh, equal confidence move from, um, you know, one career to the other. So I backed up the claim that I'm enterprising with uh, my story. I'm sure that once you look deep into your story, there are aspects of it that can be presented uh, in the way that admissions uh, team is looking at. And uh, this is not uh, an... This is not a movie, right? So nobody's looking for your narrative only, uh, full of pathos, but some logos, right? And some ethos. Ethos in the sense, why are, uh, why is your voice valuable? Why should we listen to you? So um, where you got your education, uh, any um, achievements that stand out in your journey, all those are valuable. Do put them up. Logos in the sense, um, statistics, for example, in your work, were you dealing with the a large number of people or were you doing quantitative qualitative work with a small select group of people everything um in numbers uh, helps as well uh, don't make up numbers though
1: sure sure yeah. Definitely. that's one advice don't make up numbers yeah for in the application now uh, let's talk about the other aspects of isb so what are the other activities you're involved in at isb apart from ca- academics
0: well isb Uh, Oh my God, I'm smiling ear to ear right now. (laughs) It's very rare that you live in a place which is green Mm. and it has every single sport facility. Mm. I took up tennis. Uh, Mm. I'm taking tennis coaching uh, from pretty much day one. I'm two months into tennis now and it was a long-held dream, right? Mm. But very rarely do you have a tennis court exactly where you live. Mm. It's right behind my student village. And uh, I took up swimming Because again, like, where do you have a tennis court and a swimming pool in the same place and you don't have to travel at all for it? Sports is one. Um, The second thing I've started to do a little more over here is uh, learn business analytics. Uh, And I didn't force myself to do it. I was forcing myself to do finance, but that didn't go well. But business analytics from the very first statistics class, I was smitten by the idea that you can take decisions better. As a literature person, I uh, pretty much always took decisions on a hunch, Uh, but here there's a system for taking better decisions, and that just blew my mind. I never want to uh, follow intuition again, so to speak. Uh, I mean, of course not, but yeah, there's a systematic way to reach logical, optimal decisions, and uh, I'm loving that. So I joined the Business Analytics uh, Club as well.
1: Great. So... uh of course, people will be curious to know how do you manage to find time for all these activities along with the rigorous course So, a lot of people, you know, in our info sessions also ask us, how is a typical day at ISB like? So what is your typical day at ISB like?
0: Uh, the, I, I think everybody's typical day yeah. at ISB is different. And uh, you can choose right in the beginning if you're coming with the flexibility of changing yourself entirely or are you coming to ISB with taking the best of ISB but still remaining you. And um, I decided to go the second route. So uh, I'm an early sleeper. Uh, that's not something to be proud of, but that also gives me early mornings, which is where I fit in my tennis around 6 a.m. And uh, that gives me a lot of time to read before class. Sometimes class is at 10, sometimes at 12. On occasional days, it's at 8. So that gives me a lot of time to do pre-reads for class. But... Um, and of course, uh, as a as an ex teacher, I do a I do all my pre reads very religiously. <laughs> Otherwise, there's no sense of sitting through a good class. Mm-hmm. Uh, that gives me time to study, and then there's class. And by the time class is ending, um, I'm already like my steam is getting over. So if I can fit in an app, good. Otherwise, there is a meeting with a study group because assignments are a plenty. And you will need to meet your study group pretty much every alternate day, if not every day. And uh, evening comes and that's usually a very gregarious uh, dinner, mostly at Goels here. Um, uh, Food quality aside, (laughs) but you get to meet a lot of your classmates uh, if you go to Goels. Goels is our in-house cafeteria. And yeah, before you know it, uh, night has fallen and uh, I never... uh, lose that 15-20 uh, minutes of reading a book. I'm currently reading A Streetcar Named Desire. It's a play by Tennessee Williams.
1: Yeah, that's, a, I mean, one of my favorite plays as well. Oh wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what will be the highlight of your ISB experience so far? Any memorable day? Any particular experiences you want to highlight?
0: Yes, uh um, Uh, The very first week is called Orientation uh, Week. Uh, We call it the O-Week here. And in the fourth day of the O-Week came a moment um, where I could either make a fool of myself or uh, not. So obviously, I made a fool of myself. And uh, our section, right, our section of people, section B, we were... um, uh, we were in a danger of getting disqualified from the swimming competition and all, what all. Uh, so we needed one more swimmer and now yours truly can't swim, okay. But my classmate said, Swati, even if you walk through water, just do it so that we don't get disqualified. So I did it. I don't even have sportswear, <laughs> swimwear, okay. So in resort where swimwear, there I went. I waded through that water, I plonked most of the time, but I'll never forget uh, how everybody cheered for me. I don't know what were they cheering for, but... Uh, That sort of set the mood for um, the rest of the year, I think. It's a great place to be so long as you don't take yourself too seriously. I mean, ISB is already taking you very seriously. So have fun.
1: Yeah, have fun. I mean, anything. Have fun at ISB. That's the mantra most of students have. So if we could uh, now run through a few rapid fire questions for you. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. If you to choose just one word to describe yourself, what would you choose? Forward looking. Hmm. Forward looking. Okay. Top three reasons for choosing ISB.
0: It's a research-based school. Its focus is on Asia. It's a one-year program.
1: It's a one-year program, yes. One takeaway for ISB PGP experience. If you want to take away one thing from ISB, what would that be?
0: Aspirants. I mean,
1: should... Aspirants for people coming in, yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, So, my cohort. Yeah. One thing that you Mm. should take away. Friends. I mean, You'll be co-24 for life. I mean, I'll be co-24 for life.
1: Right. One change you see in yourself after joining ISB, which has it's just been two months, but...
0: Okay, this one is a serious one and it's a serious answer as well because mm-hmm. uh, I've taught philosophy for a little bit and here's the answer. I always valued perfect work before. After coming to ISB, I'm beginning to value timely work more than perfect work. Like so long as it's submitted on time and it's optimal, That will help you and the organization and in general the state of the world better than you trying to make perfect work. Get rid of perfect work. Do timely, good work.
1: Study, sleep, socialize. Choose any two.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The trifactor of ISV, right? Um, Right. uh, Okay. Study and sleep till Thursday night and Thursday night socialize.
1: Perfect. You're getting the best of all the three.
0: (laughs) Yes, I'm trying.
1: So uh, any parting advice for people who are looking to apply to uh, PGP this year, the cohort of 2025?
0: Yes. um, So many advices. Um, The best would be, of course, know exactly why you want to come here, not career-wise, but what skills are you looking for? Because hello, we are in 21st century. You can gain a lot of skills on the internet. So talk to as many ISB alums as possible to find out why do you need to be here in a residential program?
1: Very apt advice. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you Swati for being a part of this uh, episode. It was wonderful hosting you and I'm sure the listeners have got a lot of insights into their admission journey as well. And thank you listeners for tuning into the session. Look forward to hosting you again in the next episode of Campus Tales. Thank you, I had a ball. (laughs) Same.